Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman, from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. Owning one of the most well-known and celebrity-obsessed fine jewelry brands was never part of Jennifer Meyer's plan. But if you ask us, becoming a designer was definitely part of her destiny. After graduating with a degree in psychology, Jennifer landed an editorial job at Glamour Magazine, eventually becoming a PR powerhouse for brands like Giorgio Armani and Ralph Lauren. However, after years of success, something shifted. She unearthed a greater connection to her roots and decided it was time to achieve her lifelong dream of becoming a jewelry designer, a secret which Jennifer had fostered at age six when her artist grandmother taught her how to make jewelry. Jennifer leaned into her creative vision and launched a namesake jewelry brand, one that would make Jennifer Meyer a household name. On this episode of Work Party, I talked to Jennifer about her nonlinear career path, pushing aside fear and giving yourself permission to go for it, whatever that might be. So with that, welcome to the Work Party, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, I've been such a fan for such a long time and you've been part of the Create and Cultivate family for some time. So we are so excited to dive deeper into your journey. So let's start from the beginning. There are so many pieces of your career and I can't wait to touch on all of them, but let's start with post-grad. You studied family psychology, obviously very different than where you are today, but why did you pick this major and did you ever plan on becoming a therapist or work in mental health or how did that shift into what you're doing today? You know, unfortunately, when I went to college, the word mental health really wasn't a term. I'm so happy it is now, but during then it just, you know, sort of you, you became psychologist or psychiatrist or, you know, to, to help people. I always loved helping people. I always loved talking to people. I always loved sitting and hearing people's problems and trying to help them work through things. So I think when I was in college, I was like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I still find it 
crazy that at 18 years old, you're supposed to go into college and know what you want to major in and figure it out. And that's supposed to be your career path. But I also understand that it's sort of the way the way our education system works. So I figured, hey, let me try psychology. And I had my friends were doing it and it seemed like a good thing to do. And I learned a lot. I really love doing it. Psychology is interesting because it kind of plays into a lot of business, right? The marketing psychology, the psychology behind customer service and the way that you present things and talk about things and price things and all of those things. So in many ways, it does kind of uh, play into becoming a a businesswoman. So after you graduate, you take a different step. You've been working since you're 14, but you kind of get into this PR and editorial world. So tell us a little bit about that experience. Well, I also have to say just just so I'm not uh, like looking like a liar at all. I pretended that I graduated just to be clear. I did four years. I walked. I got what looked like to my family. It said diploma on the outside. Didn't there was no diploma inside yet because I still have had some some credits to finish. But then when I was done at Syracuse, I thought to myself, oh, good. Everyone just thinks I graduated. Like I'm in the clear until one day my dad had had a friendship with somebody at the school. One of the people who worked there (laughs) who had called my dad about something and very kindly was like, oh, and let us know like what we can do to help Jennifer graduate. You know, we want to sort of help guide her like on the classes she can take in Los Angeles or what she can do to like really finish this degree. And my dad was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) My entire family, all 12 of us or 15 at the time, flew to Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse, nowhere, no matter where you are, is not easy to get to. No. I mean, no matter what. So that was one of the bigger fights my dad and I have ever gotten in. But I do really feel like I graduated because I did four years and I did all my classes. I really just, like, couldn't finish my, like, calculus, like, credits and shit like that. I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm just not a mathematician, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, what was your question? I just didn't want to seem like a liar of someone. No, I, and you know, what's funny is I have friends like that too, that never finished, but did like three or four years. And they're like, I put it on my resume. No one ever asked. So four years. It's probably on my resume. Oh, God, I really hope that doesn't screw me in the future for something. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're going to be fine. I love that. All right. But let's talk a little bit about getting into the PR and editorial world. So you you wanted to get into this field and you got into it and obviously we're very successful at it. What role did being part of that industry play in your career development? You know, so many people are afraid of trying something new, getting into a competitive industry, but it actually worked really well for you. You ended up landing a job as the beauty and fitness editor at Glamour. (laughs) Which was crazy that I got that job, actually. What happened was, is when I was done with college and my dad and parents thought that I had graduated, it was two weeks after quote unquote graduation. And my dad called me and said, what's your plan? I said, what do you mean? He said, what's your plan? What What are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. I'm going to take a little time off and figure it out. And he said, a little time off from what? I was like, well, I just did four years of college. He said, that's the most insane, ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Lost his mind. He said, You've just had a two week vacation. And by the way, I've worked at this point my whole life since I'm 14. I don't know what made me think now I'm not going to work. 
He said, you have two weeks to find another job. He said, I don't care if you find the job of your dreams or you become the best waitress of all time. Whatever it is, you need a full-time job or else I will give you nothing, not $5 to go to the movies with your friends, zero. He said, you can live with me for as long as you want. You can you can live here rent-free. You can eat my food. He said, I won't give you five cents and your friends are gonna get very sick of paying for you if you wanna go eat or do anything. I called a friend, it was a very long story to get to where you asked me a question, but just to give you an idea, I panicked. I called a girlfriend of mine, she was in PR. She said, I said, I'm screwed. I need a job so badly. Do you know anyone who's looking for an assistant or needs anybody? I will serve coffee. I will do anything. I will run errands. I need a job so badly. And I was like calling everybody. She goes, oh, I am going to the Toronto Film Festival. I need an assistant. I'll be there for 10 days. I'll give you $500 in cash for the 10 days, which if you actually break that down, is not not very much money. But it was great. She said, you can stay in my hotel room with me on the couch and you really won't have to pay for anything because you'll be working all day, every day. And there's like food at the venues and whatever. I was like, hallelujah. Went to Toronto with her. She was on the phone with a woman named Bonnie Fuller, who at the time was the editor in chief. You know who Bonnie is, editor in chief of Glamour magazine. And Bonnie Fuller was looking for a West Coast beauty fitness editor for Glamour magazine. And my friend is on there like shooting names and talking about people. I was like, me, me, me talking <laughs> like I'm 21, mind you. And I've never worked in a magazine. And my friend was like, you know, you know, what, what are you talking about? You have zero experience. I was like, get me in the room. Just get me in the room. So I got a ticket to New York, which was not easy to do. Let me tell you to go have a meeting with Bonnie Fuller. Now, mind you, my dad made sure I was flying home from New York the next day that I wasn't hanging out. I wasn't finding my friends like couches to hang out on in New York, that I was like getting home and getting another job. And I got this interview and the interview went great. I don't know what I said. I sat here in a this editor in chief's you know, office. And I was like, I just felt like fake it till you make it, you know? And that's what I did. I literally said to her, I was like, I don't have a resume. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a writer. I have nothing to show you, but I can tell you if you are looking for someone in Los Angeles who knows everybody, who knows what's cool, who knows what's coming up, who knows what people are going to want to be doing, hire me. I am your girl. I am your girl a thousand percent. And two weeks later, she hired me. By the way, for the two weeks, I was I couldn't breathe because I was like, what am I going to do? Trying to buy time by time. I'll never forget where I was standing when I got the call. It was the greatest moment. Now, it was an entry level job. It was a big title, very big title for almost no money, very entry level. And but it started like the path of my career. And it really was fake it till you make it in that room. Oh, absolutely. Then you got to make it. <laughs> Let's take a quick break to talk about my latest obsession, Athletic Greens. I know I'm always talking to you guys about vitamins and supplements and my fitness journey, but it's something that's really important to me, especially as I've gotten older. And when I find a product that I love and I actually see the results, I want to make sure you guys have access to it too. 
I started taking AG1 for many reasons, but better sleep and faster recovery have been major wins. And I've been working out more consistently and the adjustment had felt rough on my mind and body. Sometimes I was really sore or tired and I would often skip a workout, but that leads to breaking my streak and losing consistency, which I think we can all relate to. The AG1 formula contains 75 vitamins and minerals, including an entire multivitamin and multimineral probiotic in one single serving. I've been on it for a few weeks now and can already see a difference. I'm so much more energized and recovery actually feels good. I really do believe self-care is focusing on what nourishes both your body and your mind. Sometimes I find self-care in a new workout that clears my mind and other times it's a new product like AG1. AG1 is a micro habit with major benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. A subscription also comes with a year supply of vitamin D, which we all know is so important to add if you're working inside all day like me. Athletic Greens is also lifestyle friendly. Not only is it super easy to take one scoop a day, people, super easy. It's also keto, paleo, vegan friendly, dairy free and gluten free. So it really fits the bill for most dietary needs. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash party. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash party to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury and I am divorced, not dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead and lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So you become this communications powerhouse. You're in PR, editorial, all these things. You're making your name for, you know, yourself in the industry. And then something shifted. So tell us about what happened next and on you becoming the jewelry designer that you are today. By the way, what you just said about the girls coming in, really being passionate about wanting to work for you and do these things for you. I think you got to put blinders on. Mm. You got to not worry about what anybody's doing around you. You got to just be confident in yourself you know, really important. And I'll go back to that. But so yeah, then I worked for Giorgio Armani. And then I worked for Ralph Lauren. And while I was working for Ralph Lauren, I think I secretly always wanted to design jewelry. But had obviously didn't go to school for it, obviously had no clue what to do, obviously was embarrassed at like, oh, now you want to design jewelry? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? So I guess the moment was when my boyfriend at the time, he did, you know, became my husband, became the father of my children. But at the time, just my boyfriend and he was young and he was successful. And I always thought like, it's impressive when people are young and successful and how did they get that? And he one night said to me, he's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know, got to figure it out. And he said, everyone has a dream. Everyone has something in their head that they're almost embarrassed to say out loud. They don't want to say, here's what I want to do, because they 
think they're too old. They're not talented enough. They're not pretty enough. They're not like in the right space. They don't have enough money, whatever the case may be. They think I'm not going to say that, you know, what do you, and I was like, I don't know. Goes, what do you want to do? You want to be an actress? You want to be, you know, a writer? You want to be a designer? You want, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I want to design jewelry. And I just said it out loud for the first time in my life. And he was like, Oh, great. That's easy. I'm like, what do you mean? That's easy. He's like, you should be able to figure that out. I was like, how? He's like, well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to design jewelry. You know, he's like, that's not for me. He's like, just you can go do it. And there really is something to be said about saying your dreams out loud and having people hold you accountable, you know, what are you doing to achieve that? What are you doing to get to that? And the minute I said it, it was like I had to to move forward. I had to figure it out, you know, because I knew when Toby, my ex, would say to me, so what are you up to? Like, what have you been doing to get there? Well, here, here's what I've been doing. I love that. And that's it. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful sentiment is people deep down probably know they want to do something, but they're just scared to say it out loud. And once you say it out loud, it comes real. And it looks like you took the steps to get there. So tell us about figuring it out. Like, how did you fund this? How did you know how to start designing stuff? Where did you kind of go to get this information? Because I think that's the hardest part, right, is, is starting. I think that's what where people sort of fall off on this journey. Well, I mean, those are, there's a lot of questions in there because it's all it is. It's a it's a long journey to figure it out. I started my business at a time where there was no Instagram. Mm. There was people really weren't selling online. There wasn't a term like, what's your brand? You know, I don't even think that that existed okay. branding or any of that shit, which is like, I don't know how these incredible people at this point launch a brand, quote unquote, and they're ready to go up and running on Instagram. Like they're just like, here I am. Like, here's my whole brand. Like my thing has been an evolution, like step by step by step. I didn't know I was quote unquote starting a brand. I didn't even know I was starting a company. I just knew I was passionate about something. So saved every single penny I could to start this brand of my own. And it really was, there was no, the word investors getting money. I that, that didn't even exist. I asked, totally. I asked one person if they would help me start my jewelry company while I was working at Ralph Lauren. That was my dad. And he said, I believe in you. I believe you could do it. If you think I'm giving you one penny, you're out of your mind. I was like, okay. That's a, so no. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was one conversation. No. Yeah. So I saved my own money. If I had an extra 20 bucks that week, it went into a savings account and I put every penny I could aside and I had a little chunk of money and I decided what better to blow this on than my dream if it doesn't work. And I'm going to do everything I can. And I went and I took a beading class and I realized beading wasn't for me. And then I had an idea of a leaf. I mean, I didn't know there was a price of gold. I didn't know that there was like different levels of diamonds and how to set them. I didn't know what, you know, what a mold was. I didn't know when I tell you I knew nothing. So I started, I had this idea for a leaf and a little sketch and I went down to one jewelry. If it said jeweler on the door, whether it was downtown or 
Culver City or Beverly Hills. I was like, knock, knock, knock. And I was like, hey, I've got this idea for a leaf. Half the people were like, okay, no, sorry, not going to take you on. Some of them were like, okay, great. This is how much it'll cost you. One person would charge me X amount. The next person would charge me five times that. So I was like, you know, for someone who's like really bad at math, I was like doing the math in my head and sort of figuring out what sort of the cost should be or shouldn't be. And it took like, you know, six months or something like that to really get these pieces to to where they were. And I had a tiny little group of samples and that's what I started with. This podcast is sponsored by Masterclass, an incredible platform all entrepreneurs should have access to. Ever feel like you're living the same day over and over again? Do you have a long list of things you want to learn, but always put it off? Interested in making a pivot, but don't know how? Well, Masterclass is here to help you break these endless cycles by helping fill your free time with things that not only interest you, but help you grow. Masterclass offers classes on a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their fields. Each class is broken into individual video lessons, usually around 10 minutes long, and members can explore at their own pace. And each class is supported by downloadable materials, lessons, recipes, and so much more. You can binge watch an entire course or take your time. No rules, no deadlines, no tests. Simply the pleasure of learning about things you love. You guys know I'd probably be an interior designer if I wasn't a business owner. So taking design basics on Masterclass has been so much fun and gaining industry knowledge beyond what I've learned with interior design as a hobby. And I've officially added it to my weekly routine. A membership grants you access to over 150 classes across 11 categories, and the possibilities are endless. Take classes on modern vegetarian cooking from chef Dominique Crenn, career design with award-winning journalist Elaine Welteroff, or even mental strength sessions with Peloton instructor Robin Arzon. Lessons range from specific techniques relating to the topic you're learning and insights that can be applied across so many different fields and disciplines. I highly recommend to check it out, get unlimited access to every single masterclass. And as a work party listener, you're going to get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash party now. That's masterclass.com slash party for 15% off masterclass. So you mentioned the leaf necklace, which is obviously your signature piece now. What was the story behind it? Like what inspired it? Why a leaf? Was there any symbolism behind it? Yeah, I mean... I I always felt like as women, we're always turning over a new leaf. Like there's always new beginnings, new friendships, new relationships, a new job, a new feeling, a new everything. And I love that idea of like wearing something that's just a reminder that it's like, it's not scary. It's just a new beginning. I love that. Yeah. And speaking of new beginnings, so eventually you decide to leave your job because you were working a full-time job while kind of kicking off this this brand and dedicate 100% of your energy to it. What was that hard transition like? Like, was it an easy decision to make? Was it a challenging decision? You know, working for Ralph Lauren, they were so amazing and supportive. And I really always had this amazing relationship with Mr. Lauren. I was very lucky and his son. And then a woman named Rebecca McCabe was my direct boss who now she runs Chanel. And I was always really open and honest with her that I was doing the jewelry and that I was trying it out. And, you know, I I really believe in that honesty Mm -hmm. because I think people screw themselves and it's very like scary when you're being dishonest and you're doing another job on the side or you're doing things that people wouldn't agree with. So at one point we had a little bit of a shift where she suggest, suggested 
that I work as a consultant. And I took a I took a pay cut. My my title changed. I don't know what I forget exactly what it was, but it was something I was head of PR in, you know, West Coast or some great title. And then it was like West Coast consultant or whatever it was, which to me was just like, great. You know, I was like, I have no ego in this. I don't you know what I mean? I know so many people like, what's my title? What's my title? I was like, I'll, I don't give a shit. Just yeah. get me. You know what I mean? I'm still making a little bit of money there. That's great. And then the jewelry just became full time. Yeah. And the transition was really natural. I love that. And I'm that. still close with all those people. That's amazing. And I just want to touch on your point about being honest at your job. I think that's so important and something that people don't really talk about. I had someone who interviewed for me to be my assistant. This was like a long time ago, but she basically came in and was like, look, like I want to run my own company one day and I want, I'll be your amazing assistant to you for two years, but I'm going to learn everything I can from you. And I want to go start my own thing. And I was like, great. Like, I love that. Like, I love that you were like, I'm not going to be here for the rest of your life, but like, I'm going to do an amazing job. I'll work my ass off. And this is what I'm trying to do. And she did. She she clocked her two years, started her own company. And it's not like I mentor her. I love her. But like, had I known like if she had bounced after two years, been like, I'm going to go start my own. Th-. Like, there's just that honesty is so important. I, I, I love that you touched on that. Agreed. It's it's honesty is everything and transparency. And then it really gives people like you or the people at Ralph Lauren, it gives them the choice. You know what I mean? And then it's like, there's no bad blood whatsoever. It's, it's like, and by the way, if you're really good at your job, they're going to want you, even if they know you're going to leave. Yes. Like, let me be clear about that. Like if you're kicking ass and you are irreplaceable to them, they want you until the day they can't have you. 1000% completely agree. And yeah, I think there's definitely been like a culture of burning bridges and onto the next thing and onto the next thing. And like, it's just, I feel like that's been something new that I've experienced in the past, I don't know, three or four years with employees. Cause I don't know what, but it's just a shift in dynamic, but I'm like some of the people that are the closest to me and that have helped me so much in my career were people that I ended up leaving, but like on a good note and like making sure that that was there. So neither here nor there. I just love that, that point. I think that's great. So what's that saying? Like the people you meet on the way up or the people you meet on the way down, you know, exactly, exactly. Life takes a lot of twists and turns. Like you should have nothing but good relationships. Agreed. So one of the biggest goals for you was getting into Barney's, which is obviously iconic and you accomplished that. So can you tell us a little bit more about making it into Barney's and how that happened? Yeah. So at the time, Barney's was it. You got into Barney's, you had a company, period, the end. That was as big as it got, as good as it got. That was the ultimate. So I was like, I want to get into Barney's. I'm going to ask Everyone I know, do you know anyone at Barney's? Do you know anyone at Barney's? Do you know anyone at Barney's? No, I don't really know any. I'm my sales girl at Barney. I don't know. I don't really know anyone at Barney's. But again, I put blinders on. Like, it was like I was going for it. And nothing was going to stop me. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted a yes, and I was going to get a yes. Now, I wasn't going to be crazy about it, but I wasn't going to, like, stop it. Like, oh, nobody knows anyone at Barney's. Like, I was going to find the person who knew someone, period, the end. Yep. And I happened to ask a friend of mine on a random day, a woman named Jackie Getty, and I said, 
you know anyone at Barney? She's like, oh, yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. Oh, my friend Julie Gilhart. Oh, cool. Let me call her. Maybe she's interested in seeing your jewelry. Great. Love it. I go and meet this woman named Julie Gilhart. My jewelry was all in Ziploc bags, which at the time I thought was really genius because it wasn't like that your your chains don't crumple and everything. But like there was no presentation. Thank God I didn't know at the time Julie Gilhart ran Barney's. <laughs> so any designer that got into Barney's had to go through Julie Gilhart. But there was usually like 20 steps before that. But happened, I ha- because I never gave up, and I asked, when I tell you I might have asked 40 people, do you know anyone at Barney's? I mean, I had no, fa- I, I didn't have friends in fashion. Like, I'm telling you, like, except for Ralph Lauren, I just didn't know what I was doing. So... Julie met with me. I had like a wishbone. I had a leaf. I had some leaf earrings. I had like a couple things. And she was like, I really like this. I was like, oh, cool. She said, I don't know. She just, she, that night she wanted to buy one of my wishbone necklace for Albert Albaz and which, who was a designer of, of Lon Vaughn and sadly passed away. But I was like, really? Okay. Like I went, I remember I didn't have any pouches and I got, you know, those cute little printed like silk colorful pouches. I don't even know. I put my jewelry in that. I re- I dropped it off at the Sunset Tower to her. I handed her an invoice. Yeah. Really? I could have like gifted it to her as a thank you for the meeting. I handed her an invoice, but like I needed to make my money back. Like yeah. I didn't, you know, handed her an invoice. She's like, oh, okay. She definitely paid the invoice. And like, a week later, she's like, we would love to put in a buy. I was like, holy shit. And they put in a buy. And that was the beginning. Wow. That's hilarious that you handed her an invoice. I'm dying. She met me downstairs. I handed her the jewelry in a cheesy little pouch with an invoice written on a Word document. Oh like, God. I don't even have, like, a system yet. <laughs> Yeah, but I love that you don't know what you don't know. And like, you're just, you know, you're doing your thing. You're like, this is this is business. I love that. So that's incredible. Obviously, like, as you said, being in Barney's was the ultimate. So now cut to many years later, social media is the thing, right? Like, as you said, the Instagram brand and and influencers and all these things. So you launched pre social media. Now your brand is established. How has your marketing evolved over time? Like, how have you sort of changed from that, you know, handing it through a car window to now being a household name and on Instagram and having, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. Well, thank you. Listen, you've got to, you got to change with the times. You know what I mean? You've got to evolve and you've got to figure out, you know, what's happening out there. I hate it all. It's, it gives me anxiety when you start looking at what other people are doing or up to. It's so easy to compare. We can all torture ourselves. I mean, it's, it's honestly, thank God I didn't have Instagram when I was starting my company. I would have, I, I don't know that I would have had the confidence to do it. So I hope everybody has the confidence to do what they want to do because we, there's always somebody younger, cooler, different ideas. Like we got to make room for everybody here. But you know what? I'm lucky that I'm in a position to hire people now that are younger, cooler, and smarter than me, Mm. truthfully. And that can really help me in those arenas where I've got no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay, no clue. I mean, I have an idea. I know how to post stuff. But I really don't understand 
how it all works, you know? And there are people, I mean, my, I should have my kids who are like, you know, in junior high do it for me, but like, they really could do it. I have no idea how they do these TikToks and these <laughs> stories and, but you just, you really gotta be open to giving up power. Mm-hmm. You gotta be open to let other people show you the way in things that you don't know how to do. You know, you, we don't have all the answers. And just because I started this company and have my name on it, like, you know, I have a team of people, you know, that have been with me for so long and they're every single one of them. is so important. I mean, Caitlin has been with me for 12 years. Like I, I just, there's so, you can't do things without help. Mm, Yeah. I did it all in the beginning without help. Let me be clear, but I'm much bigger and much more successful now because I have great people partnering to do things with me. Yeah. And I think that's great advice. I think at the end of the day, you don't have to be the expert at everything. Know what you're good at. And also at this point in your career, know what you like to do and what you're passionate about. And then hire people younger, cooler, and smarter to deal with the stuff that you don't want to deal with. And I think that's fine. I feel that way sometimes too. I'm like, I feel like I can't, uh, again, Creighton Coldplay started pre-Instagram, pre-all this stuff. And obviously it helped us build the business, but it's like now it's like TikTok and video content. It's so much. And I'm like, where is my 20 year old? when I? Right. Oh, by the, and by the way, it's funny you even say that because by the way, be older than me. Just be smarter than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Be, just be smarter than me. Just tell me things I don't know. And we're good to go. You oh. know what I mean? Like, we're good to go. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. We're going to wrap with some sentence finishers. I'm not productive unless my day starts with. I mean, coffee. I really, really go to bed thinking about my cup of coffee in the morning. I'm the same way. When I'm creatively <laughs> blocked, I take a break. Honestly, there's no shame in just saying I'm done for the day. I got to shut down. We will have design meetings and I, you know, I'm a designer. So some days I'll sit there and I'll be like, I'm good for today. I need a minute. And you just go, you take a walk, you take a minute, you make a phone call. You know, if you can get back in it 15 minutes later, great. Or you might need to move on to the next day. Just don't put pressure on yourself. I love that. My favorite Jennifer Meyer piece right now is... You know what? I really never take off my good luck charm. Mm. I love that. I love that. And success to me is... Happiness, calmness, no anxiety, happy kids. Preach. Where can people follow you and shop the brand online? Well, my Instagram is Jen Meyer Jewelry. And I'm at jennifermeyer.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party. Work Party.